Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Sam Lesson. Um, I am, for the purposes of this, one of the GPs at Slow and also one of the co-founders of, of Finn. Um, and I want to welcome you all to the 2019 AAI conference. So welcome. Yay. Um, so just to kind of, uh, I'm going to do a few things. I'm going to level set a little bit about kind of what this is about, why we do these things, you know, how we think about these things. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit before we get into the kind of meat of the material, a little about just my personal perspective on what's changed in the last year. And I hope we debate these things, you know, uh, throughout the panels as things come together. But just to kick it off and set some context here, um, you know, it's worth just level setting on like why we're doing this at all. And the why basically comes down to this like, strong belief that I think we've had, and many people probably in this room have had for, for quite some time now, that the future of service is clearly human plus machine. Right? It's, it's the kind of world of abstract, pure AI implementations is not what matters for the future. What matters is how do we smartly combine people and machines to get better stuff done. And it turns out that when you start digging into these problems and actually trying to solve them, it's really freaking hard. Um, you know, there's just a lot of variables running around that makes this stuff hard to, hard to do. And so, you know, it's really fun to wax poetic about, you know, the next industrial revolution and the big picture stuff. I know I certainly love doing that type of stuff. But it's also fun and important, I think, to get people together who are practically super focused on these issues, but who actually care about the implementations and the details and are trying to make the future into a reality. And so that's a lot of what the why is here, is we did this for the first time last year. We're going to do this every year until these problems are all solved. Um, but the idea is to kind of get the people together who really care about this stuff and care about driving the future. And one part we need to make it work as better as clickers. Man, this is funny. The last year, the clicker also didn't work. So it's like 0 for 2. Can someone advance the slide if I can't? Thank you. <laughs> That's gonna, th there we go. It's a human plus computer hybrid, hybrid clicker machine. Um, <laughs> it's going to get pretty annoying if this doesn't work over time. So yeah, so again, I think that we can all acknowledge and we all know that like, real progress comes from the hard work. Right? It doesn't come from hanging out at conferences and talking about this type of stuff. But great things can happen when you connect a bunch of people who are interested in the same general idea and like, create some new bonds and connections. And, and that's, that's really what this is about. It's about people who care. It's about the builders. It's about being in the weeds. It's about acknowledging that the hard work all happens outside of this type of stuff. But you know, if you come out of this conference or this little gathering having met one or two other people, um, who are interested in the same stuff you are, who can spark you in any direction, where you hear a thing that matters. Like, that's kind of what we're going for here and trying to create a context for. All right, I'm just going like, to do the, like, firmly. It's, oh. I'm pressing it really hard. This is, like, so hard. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to get another clicker for later, but... Someone just do the next slide. There we go. All right. <laughs> I said this part, but let's create a space, a space to consistently bring together people who are practically engaged in the space and create a serious, but really importantly, as you can tell with the clicker situation, like a low-key open dialogue, um, I think, is the way we're doing it. All right. I'm just going to do this. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I can just put this down. The, um, so yeah, we'll be discussing today things that are working, what isn't, the lessons learned, questions that are outstanding, missing platforms and infra, hacks, et cetera. But again, 
it's all about meeting great people, hearing a few new interesting ideas, ideally, and you know, there's nothing wrong with figuring out ways to profit. Um, so in terms of the agenda, this is basically what we'll be running through. I'll do like a really quick personal perspective on kind of the year, AAI year in review, like what's actually changed in the last year and what hasn't. We'll do state of knowledge labor, state of operations tools, RPA and automation, next generation services. This interesting topic around startup versus enterprise modernization and like where is innovation going to come from and how's that going to change. Measurement and optimization, something I care a lot about, I think many of us in the room do. Um, there's a great fireside um, chat with Amara from uh, Livongo. And then we're going to do QA strategies and debugging for those who really want to get into the weeds um, and do some closing remarks. Importantly, please do come. We have an open bar across the street at Voodoo right after. That's like as important as any of the content is just drinking some beers and getting to know, know some people who care about these topics. All right. Awesome participants. I won't read them out. I'm sure I missed your company. Um, but still, like, we have a great group of people here from a great group of companies. Um, Vibe-wise, hopefully you're getting this point. I'm trying to make this point pretty clearly. It's all about kind of having fun, you know, talking about you know, sharing and you know, the philosophy, et cetera. You can talk about like, money and profit and things like that. But like, let's, let's minimize that. Let's talk more about the ideas. Um, and let's try to have some fun. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Brex and AWS, um, for sure. And then also, obviously, Fin Analytics Slow and the information, all of whom are participating in their own ways. And I also want to specifically thank um, Alex Marcus at Slow, who did an awesome job pulling all this together, as well as um, Lara and Rayling from Fin, who also put a lot of work into making this happen and come together. So thank you, guys. OK, so with that context, I'm just going to give a few opening thoughts a little bit about this kind of like what's happened in the last year, really, right? And I want to start by talking about a few things I think really haven't changed um, you know, when you think about the last year. So the first that I always like to frame is the big picture opportunity around human plus machine hybrid systems. And I, I always frame it this way, but maybe it's helpful to share, which is there's this awesome essay um, Called, by Paul David called The Dynamo and the Computer, a Historical Perspective on Modern Productivity Paradox. And the basic point is that you know, a lot of us know that if you look at what's happened with technology and the payoff in terms of human productivity, there's this massive gap right, where we've put all this effort and work into computer technology. It should be this massive payoff, but we can't find the productivity. or It hasn't shown up the way we expected it to. And in this essay, which I highly recommend you guys all read if you haven't, the basic analogy he draws and thinks about is what happened with the invention of the electric engine, right, or the electric motor. And it turned out, when the electric motor was invented, all of the philosophers and the people who cared about society were like, oh my god, this is the hugest deal. This is going to revolutionize industrial production. Everything is going to change. We're going to see all these productivity gains. It's going to be amazing. And what happened for the next 30 or 40 years was nothing. And the reason is why. Like, why, why this incredible new technology, why didn't it have this amazing, amazing impact people expected it to for quite some time? There, there are a few reasons. One is people had to figure out how to use it, right? Um, which is the first attempts at deploying this technology was say, oh, we're using steam power or we're using water power. We'll jam an electric motor in where we were using steam power or things like that before, and we'll see this big payoff. 
doesn't actually make that big of a difference, not that much of a payoff. Um, it turned out that the real value was the modularity of power and being able to move power through a factory really easily and put it in different places with different motors. So you had to like, think about a new structure, which took a while. And the second is, once you figure this out, you then have to go retool every factory to take advantage of this modular power versus central power drive system, which meant totally thinking, rethinking the layout of factories and how you deal with central drives and all this type of stuff. The point I draw here, and I say it hasn't changed because I don't think this has changed one year to the next, is I think that the analogy to AI and ML technologies is quite apt in this case. Where we know we have this new power, a lot of us in the room are super excited about where it can go, but have we cracked the nut where all of a sudden like, we're able to leverage that power broadly and see these huge productivity gains? Not yet, right? And so I think that kind of ma major framing and macro picture still very much stands. The second thing, um, which I don't think has changed, is this kind of startup plus enterprise engagement around AI technologies or the technologies of combining human and machine labor together. So there's all these startups entering the world that are taking this hybrid out of the gate approach to compete and create new services that weren't possible before. That's clearly still happening and will continue to happen for a long time. Simultaneously, there's all these big companies that are sitting there with very large workforces providing important services that are really into this idea of how do I retool, right? How do I deploy RPA, better queuing, like all sorts of things to kind of modernize against it, call routing, training systems, everything, right? So I think that, the, like, again, in terms of like, the big picture is like, have either of those stories changed? Not really. Like, we're still seeing tons of startups enter, and they will continue to, using new approaches, saying we're going to build factories from scratch, right? to kind of go after the opportunity. And then we see a lot of big businesses coming and realizing that they're going to have to retool how they do things today. Second thing, another thing that hasn't changed, the organization of knowledge labor in service organizations. And I asterisk this because I am sure we'll debate this later. Um, but this idea of like, OK, so you have all this labor. It can take different forms. There's global labor. There's local labor. There's in-house labor. There's outsourced labor. There are BPOs. There are all these combinations of all of the above. In the big picture in the last year, has this market changed? No. Right. I think the reality is all these things still exist. They pretty much look the same. There's been no major tipping point to speak of. But as I'm sure we'll talk about later, there are nibbles around the edges of things that are starting to shift, which I'm hoping we can get into. The fundamental technology that sits behind AI, has anything changed here? Again, this might be, this is the boring part. I'll, I'll say some things that have changed in a minute. But again, like, I think no, right? The reality is if you think about what's really under, uh, like, underpinning a lot of the systems that are being built around AI, OCR, speech to text, it's all continuing to improve, but not in like leaps and bounds. It's getting marginally better, right, step by step. Um, you know, there's no like edge breakthrough that's happened the last 12 months that's going to change the ecosystem dramatically is like my personal approach and opinion, although again, I'm looking forward to debating this with people. Okay, so if that's a bunch of stuff that hasn't changed, the market opportunity, labor and the labor markets fundamentally, the technology fundamentally, and like the interest from enterprise and small businesses, let's talk about a few things that have changed or seem like they're starting to change in the last year. So, one is approaches to data and measurement. And for those of you who know me and what we're working on at Finn, this is an extremely self-serving thing to say, um, because this is like the thing we want to be changing really rapidly. But I actually think it's true, right? Um, and you know, the big shift I think is happening is like there's a bunch of companies. We're, Finn is one of them, but there are other companies like Gong and Chorus from a sales perspective. You've heard of those guys and many others that have started this kind of approach of like, 
You just need to know everything about what your people are doing, and then you build systems on top of that versus kind of selectively collecting data or not. And I'll just say from our experience, like going out into the market and talking to you about this, this was, I wouldn't say, it was a little bit crazier of an idea a year ago, right? People like, weren't so excited. Now we actually go out and talk to big and small companies. At least my feeling is that everyone's like, yes, of course we need to log and build these data sets. It's no longer like a debate of if, it's only a question of exactly how. Next slide. Approaches to like team metrics. So this is something that um, my co-founder Cortina, who's somewhere out in the audience um, on Finn, has pointed out, and I think is totally true, which is if you go back a year, everyone was talking about from a customer service perspective, but it does bleed into other things, this idea of customer satisfaction, CSAT. CSAT, CSAT, CSAT. Everyone wanted to talk about measuring things in terms of CSAT. And I think that in the conversations we've had with a lot of leaders of operations teams and customer service teams and a lot of different things, this idea that like, all you need to do is measure CSAT and then work backwards from that in terms of any hybrid system or process you're trying to build is really shifting pretty dramatically. People are starting to talk a lot more about sophisticated measurements around things like how is my human plus computer system or whatever I'm doing impacting churn or revenue growth or like ARPU or these types of things where people, because they have more data and are thinking more holistically, are starting to map these things back to more immediate business metrics and not just think about the customer experience, although that is obviously important. Big company urgency. I don't know, I'm curious to get into this with people in the room, but it feels like there's increasing urgency, right, um, in terms of implementing things like RPA, even CRM, which is like an interesting thing to talk about at a conference about human plus machine you know, interactions, but the number of companies that's, that are actually behind in implementing some of the fundamental technologies necessary to actually drive a bunch of these systems, it just feels like this went from a thing where every once in a while you'd have a company that had an initiative around it or cared about it, to everyone's like, yes, like we need some version of this quick, quickly. We care about it because we care about it from an efficiency standpoint or a quality of service standpoint, but it's getting there. And, and I have to say, I think one thing that's come up a bunch that in terms of the conversations we've had is it's interesting about, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently about an economic downturn, whether or not that happens and things like that. People are like aware of this on the horizon. And there's a really interesting question about actually for this world of human plus machine hybrids and things like that, does that actually accelerate this world, right? Because all of, for the last few years, for most companies, the game has been about growth, right? And driving growth over all else. And the idea of efficiency or driving performance in human plus computer context has been less important. People can just throw more people at a problem. That might be changing, um, which I think would be an interesting input to the future. Um, the re-rise of work clouds. I'm sure we'll get into this, but I think this is like a really interesting thing. Right when we did the last version of this conference, um, Upwork was IPOing, right? Since then, Scale AI had did a huge financing round. There are all of these examples, all of a sudden, of these work clouds or piecemeal work systems platforms that are growing really quickly or being valued really highly after a period in which they were actually, they went through a pretty big lull, is what I would say. And so part of this is just training data sets for machine learning, right, which is part of what we're going to talk about today. But there are, there's also this trend around actually driving towards piecemeal white-collar work or piecemeal more sophisticated knowledge work, which I think is changing in important ways. Um, only got two more, then we can get to the content. Um, the channel distinction between chat and messaging is another interesting trend I think we've picked up on recently. So um, you guys all know like the, the Gartner hype cycle thing. And we all remember when like everything was going to be, next year was going to be about like a Facebook bot 
or a messaging bot or uh, you know, an iMessage. Everything was going to be done over that. And then that kind of narrative completely went away. right? And it was like, this is ridiculous. This isn't happening. We're coming out the other end of it in a lot of ways, it feels like. And the interesting thing from our experience of talking about these human plus computer hybrid systems and how they interact is business leaders, it feels like people are waking up to the fact that this is not the same thing as chat. Right? So people used to lump like, Facebook messaging conversations or iMessage as the same thing as chat. But it's actually pretty different and has some pretty interesting implications where you, know, you think about chat on a website. You're there. It's synchronous. You can talk to different people how you manage systems around that and optimize it. It's super different than the asynchronous or the semi-synchronicity right, of these types of um, bot and plus messaging platforms, which is driving in interesting directions. Um, Emergence of future work platforms. I hope we get into this, but this is the thing I think is shifting, which is this idea that Zapier, Slack, Airtable for SMBs, Salesforce, ServiceNow, Genesis, Amazon, UiPath, like there are all these things that are starting to feel almost like platforms for human plus computer hybrid work. They're not there yet, right? There's still things that are going to kind of need to be stitched together. Um, but I think that this is actually a majorly different narrative. Is I think you unwind a year ago. And people were not really talking about platforms for this stuff. They were talking about specific products and services. And it does feel like we're on the verge of a platform war about what kind of major systems are going to underline a bunch of the different technologies that fit into the future of work, and then how do companies build on top of those. And then the last thing, and this is what I'll truly end on, I promise, is this question of like social implications. Now, to argue that the social implications of the future of work is like a new 2019 theme is obviously completely wrong. Like we, people have been talking about this forever, and what's what are going to be the dynamics at play, et cetera. But I hope we get into in this discussion today and this conversation the fact that like I would argue that the last year has been particularly intense around this. Um, it's been intense to some degree because. The, of the technological changes becoming real, right? And people are actually starting to feel this and think about it in a practical way. I think it's undeniable that a lot of the rhetoric around trade war and trade wars and globalization versus localization of talent, et cetera, is actually playing a major role in terms of how this stuff is going to play out. And so again, I think like if you think about things that have changed this year, a year ago we would have said that I would have said that a lot of the social implications of a lot of the future work platforms and how knowledge work is going to change and these types of things fit together was there, but it was intellectual. It's starting to feel super practical and like the type of thing that companies are going to have to actually start engaging with actively. So that's a little bit of kind of my take. I promise this will be the last part of just pure Sam take of the day. But like a little my take on like what's changed in the world and what hasn't in the last year, and obviously a little bit of level setting to the to the to the conversation. Um, from here, what we're going to do, as discussed, is we have a bunch of awesome panelists coming up with great different conversations uh, and different topics to drive. We'll do these rapid fire in the afternoon. And then the thing I would just say is like, do hang out for beers. It's an important part of kind of being here and meeting people in the whole nine yards. But thank you again for coming. <laughs>